0: Welcome to Arkansas AgCast, your source for the latest news and views in Arkansas agriculture. Arkansas AgCast is produced by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation.
1: Welcome to the Arkansas AgCast for March 25th. I'm your host, Rob Anderson. On this week's edition, we learn how the state's berry and peach crops fared after the hard freeze and winter storm of late February, and we get one more update from the state legislature, including the latest on relaunching a state meat inspection program. First up, record-setting sub-zero temperatures during the historic winter storm in mid-February damaged portions of the state's peach, blackberry, and blueberry crops, while strawberries seemed to have mostly escaped harm. In this conversation, Amanda McWurt, Assistant Professor of Horticulture for the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture, talked with Ken Moore about why damage to peaches and berries varied based on location.
0: Welcome to AgCast. I'm Ken Moore, and this week we have the pleasure of visiting with Amanda McWurt. Amanda is an assistant professor of horticulture for the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. And when it comes to tree fruit and berries and produce in Arkansas, she is the woman we like to go to. And Amanda, thank you for uh, visiting with us. Welcome to Arkansas uh, AgCast this week.
2: Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Ken. It's great to be here.
0: It's good to talk with you again. It's been a little while since you and I have visited Uh, But today we're going to be talking about uh, something that I hope is not too (laughs) negative in in one sense uh, for our fruit and berry uh, fans in Arkansas, those who look forward to uh, the spring and summertime when they can, uh, you pick, if you will, uh, our own fresh peaches, blackberries, blueberries, and strawberries here in Arkansas. Uh, But we're going to be letting you talk about the uh, damage, if at all. From the uh, winter storm that we had back in February, right after uh, Valentine's Day, we all know that we had a week of, uh, it was a historic storm, Amanda, and I know you can attest to that. Uh, We had uh, between one and two feet of snow, depending on where you were in the state. And then on top of that, for, you know, almost a week, we had sub-freezing weather. And in fact, in many areas of our uh, fruit growing regions in Arkansas, we had sub-zero weather. Let's talk about peaches first of all. What kind of damage have you discovered to our 2021 peach crop from that storm?
2: Yeah, so, you know, on peaches, that's one that we've seen some pretty significant damage depending on the cultivar and the location in the state. Um, A lot of peaches were just starting to go into bud swell in certain locations, um, and that put them where they're not quite as cold hardy as if they had been fully dormant. Um, you know, in some locations, depending, again, on the cultivar, uh, other peach trees were a little bit more dormant, and so they had a little bit more cold hardiness. But even, you know, that being said, because we had that historic low temperatures, as, as you mentioned, you know, we got temperatures that were 20 to 40 degrees below what our normal average was. And so that really led to some pretty severe injury on peach buds, and we're seeing that, that happen now. So now is when peaches should be flowering. Um, and, you know, looking out across the state um, in certain orchards, we're seeing a lot of green leaves and not a lot of pink flowers. And that really tells us that, you know, those floral buds were injured. Uh, and if we don't get flowers, we don't get fruit. Um, on other cultivars, though, um, we are seeing pretty good um, bloom. And so that's encouraging that those flowers at least made it through that deep freeze. Um, but, of course, you know we still have some more weeks to go before we're completely out of um, any kind of risk from cold injury because the other time of year that, of course, we worry about um, is frost that occurred during bloom or shortly thereafter. So, hopefully, the weather will uh, stay nice and mild as it is here today um, and helps m- make sure that those blooms that we do have right now, we'll be able to carry those on into fruit this summer. Um, so as I said, you know peaches definitely have seen some some losses across the state, but it, it's quite variable depending on the location and the cultivars that are planted. Um, but it will be a, a reduction in the amount of peaches that are produced in Arkansas this year, unfortunately.
0: So based on your early assessment, uh, for people who like to uh, purchase peaches, locally grown peaches here in Arkansas. Uh, at farmer's markets later this spring and, and even to go to the orchard like they have at the Peach Pick in Paradise uh, up mm-hmm. in Clarksville. Uh, where have you determined that uh, they will find some hopefully good peaches uh, and where it has the damage occurred? I know I did read recently where uh, the Jameson Orchard in uh, Howard County suffered an extreme loss. In fact, I think she said it's a total loss down there for them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's going to be the hard thing to kind of gauge this uh, spring is, is that, you know, um, you know, the far northwest corner got hit really hard just because they had the most severe low temperatures, um, and then the south, you know, being not quite as severe low temperatures, you would think that they would have escaped a little bit more damage. But in some cases, because their climate is a little more mild and they warm up a little bit earlier in the spring crop was a little bit more advanced and so was more susceptible to some of that damage. And so it's kind of spotty across the state where we are going to expect to see peaches, um, but I would just recommend contacting your local orchard that you visit and kind of see where they're at. Uh, here, you know, probably in May, we'll have a better idea of exactly what the crop is going to look like.
0: You've been around here long enough, like I have, to know that, uh, as you just said, today we're enjoying 70-degree weather. It's a a beautiful early spring day, but uh, for some reason, because of where we're located geographically, Arkansas is prone to have one last cold front that comes down and can knock temperatures down just below freezing. And it doesn't have to be nearly as cold as it was back in February, Amanda. It can only be 29, 30 degrees for a few hours overnight, and it can kill those buds. What? Why is Arkansas so susceptible to that? And it usually happens right before or after Easter.
2: Right. Yeah, it, it's an uh, unfortunate thing about uh, our climate. You know, being kind of on the the edge of uh, the deeper south and the Midwest, that we sometimes kind of get these storms that move through. Um, you know, in spring. Um, and as you said, you know, it really doesn't take severe cold like what we saw in the middle of February, um, but most blooms tend to be damaged um, once the temperatures do get just below that freezing point. Um, and so hopefully, as I said, you know, we do have, still have some more more time to get through to really know what the, what the crop is going to look like because we do still have that potential for some more cold weather to move through um, here in the next few weeks or so.
0: Yeah. What about, uh, apples? We talk a lot about the peaches and it seems to be that they're more susceptible. I've not really heard and done stories in the past on on our apple crop, which I know is not nearly as large, perhaps. Uh, it's kind of, uh, it's up in the Northwest corner of the state, I think for the most part where we grow apples, but are they uh, prone to these cold snaps as well? Have they been damaged at all?
2: Yeah, apples. Um, you know, their blooms can be damaged once the bloom is open, and we have those cold events. But their buds tend to be more cold hardy, and they tend to break bud just a tad bit later than something like a peach. And so we tend, in, in general, to see less damage um, on apples in general. And um, I would say this year we really haven't seen damage um, on, on the few trees that I've looked at, um, like we have on the peaches.
0: All right. Well, let's. Transition to berries. Uh, I know that uh, blackberries and blueberries, they're bushberries, if you will. They're not grown flat to the ground. Uh, they are elevated just a little bit, and as a result, they're more susceptible. And I know a lot of our blackberry growers have to be concerned as well. Yeah,
2: so, you know, blackberries um, are a southern crop. We grow blackberries where generally the temperatures don't get below zero. And part of that reason is is that the canes, even when they're completely dormant, can be damaged when temperatures drop below that, that zero degrees Fahrenheit mark. And so, you know, further up into the Midwest and the uh, upper um, Midwest, where temperatures regularly get that cool, they're not able to grow blackberries. And so this year, when we had those extreme low temperatures, even though the blackberry canes were still predominantly dormant, we were getting to where we were really... At, Hitting temperatures at which that we would expect um, pretty severe damage to cane. Um, you know, we went out and did some surveys across the state in the week immediately after that cold event happened, and we were looking for damage in the buds and looking for damage in canes. And on some of the cultivars that are early, uh, but early to bud out or break bud, we did see some some damage. Um, and you know, again. You know, the temperature lows that we saw across the state were very variable. And then that combined with, you know, how advanced uh, in bud break different cultivars were, we did see kind of some variability uh, in how much damage um, we saw to buds and canes. We are now, you know, here in spring, uh, middle of March, and bud break has happened, and we're starting to see uh, buds actually emerge. We're not quite to flowering yet on blackberries. But so far, I would say um, the blackberry crop is looking much better than what we expected a few weeks ago. Uh, we've had pretty even bud breaks on canes, and that's a good indicator that um, hopefully there will, if there was damage, it was pretty low level and that we'll still get some um, blooms out of these bugs. But uh, there's still, you know, we're still playing this waiting game through April to see you know, how many flowers are we really going to get at each node. Are we going to have a reduced number of flowers that would then result in a reduced number of berries? Um, And we also still have to get through um, any possible late spring freezes. Um, You know, sometimes we refer to those late spring freezes as blackberry winter because they tend to occur when blackberries are in bloom, which is also um, you know risky to to reducing uh, the crops further. But so far, I would say blackberries in general look pretty good. Um, But but again. We'll, we'll see
0: what is in store for us in April. We have a few commercial blackberry uh, growers here in the state that ship even nationwide. Mm-hmm. I know uh, the farm in yeah. Judsonia is like that, but most of them aren't. They uh, pretty much just you pick uh, smaller operations. And for those farmers that really depend on drive-up visitors for you pick for blackberries, whether they be blueberries or strawberries, uh, they really, really, uh, they, they worry about that late freeze and then they... S- give a sigh of relief when it's passed, if it doesn't occur at all.
2: Absolutely, yeah. No, it's, uh, um, you know, spring is nice because we ha- kind of have this sense of renewal with everything growing and turning green, um, but it's also kind of a little scary for a lot of our growers as, in terms of what the weather is gonna bring and if uh, we're gonna have some potential damage to our, to our crops. Um, you know, we talked about blackberries. Blueberries is one that um, is also pretty variable. Blackberries seem to be have done pretty well overall. Blueberries, um, you know, we did have some pretty severe damage on some of the rabbit eyes uh, and, um, that are the more southern adapted types, uh, particularly if they were planted pretty far north. Um, they had started to bud out and really had some damage. Um, but there's still going to be, uh, I think, a good crop on our northern highbush types and, and some of the southern highbush types as well. So, you know, for people who want to go out and support their local growers, uh, again, I would just encourage people to contact you know who you normally support in terms of who you're doing your u pick uh with or who you are buying from at the grocery store and just checking with them you know at the beginning of may and trying to see what the crop is looking like because those growers are you know still going to be hopefully bringing some fruit to the market and, and uh, looking to sell it it just may be a slightly reduced amount uh, in certain areas
0: it's amazing to me with our climate here and it can still be rather chilly and cold and i've always thought that strawberries required some warmer weather before they started to ripen and get ready to pick. But I know that we've got some growers even in Jackson County that are already getting strawberries to ripen, uh, that were ripening a few weeks ago. How, what's uh, the reason behind the extended strawberry growing season and uh, why we can find strawberries right now?
2: Yeah, so strawberries are kind of unique um, in that they're really more of a cool season crop. So not like our blackberries, blueberries, and peaches that really thrive in the summer strawberries we plant in the fall, they establish throughout the winter, and then they're the first generally that go to start blooming in the spring. And from a bloom to a ripe strawberry is about 30 days. And so a lot of our growers, because we had a pretty mild November, were already starting to see kind of that crop develop,
3: Mm. and then they were
2: able to protect quite a lot of that crop um, through the frost um, that we had in mid-February because of all that snow that you mentioned. So, you know, that one to two feet of snow actually acted as a really good insulation blanket. Okay. And otherwise, we would have seen pretty severe damage to strawberries. Uh, strawberries don't like it when the temperatures, you know, when they're dormant, they don't like it when the temperatures get below 10 degrees Fahrenheit. And again, the flowers don't like it when the temperatures get below freezing. But having all of that snow cover actually helped protect the plants where it was slightly warmer underneath the snow than it was um, up above that snow layer in the air Um, and so that really helped our strawberry growers and they were ones that you know I was very worried about when we started getting these predictions for these um, very cool temperatures but luckily that snow was there to to help protect
0: us. Wow so (laughs) what was harmful for our tree fruit and blackberries and blueberries really the snow cover was a benefit to the strawberries at that time. Mm -hmm. Well that's interesting well okay we're getting ready now I, I know our smaller U pick operations here in central arkansas and around the state uh how soon do you think uh, they'll be opening up and uh, inviting customers out here uh can we start doing that you think uh, in the next two to three weeks
2: yeah you know it's going to vary quite a bit uh, across the state you know things will open up sooner in the southern part of the state i know some of our um, growers and down around Hope, our strawberry growers down around Hope have small green fruit, so they're only a couple weeks away from having some red ripe berries. Uh, growers in the central part of the state in um, you know, April will probably have fruit towards the later part of April, um, and then uh, we'll kind of have a progression as you move further north. Generally, for strawberries, we always try and encourage people to think about, um, you know, around Mother's Day is generally around our peak for our, our harvest season. Uh, And if the temperatures stay nice and warm like they have been, I think that we'll definitely hit that, if not be a little bit earlier uh, than normal. But strawberries are going to be the one to to kick things off, Um, generally late April, beginning of May, and then blueberries will follow soon after that. And then we'll move into blackberries, and finally in the middle of the summer, hopefully we'll still have a few peaches around the state um, to kind of wrap out our our season um though we'd always have muscadines and grapes coming in at the end of the season in
0: the fall as well Yeah, and i was going to talk and kind of wrap this up with you uh touching base Mm -hmm. about our grape crop i know that's uh, a little bit later in the summer but muscadines are becoming very popular aren't they
2: yes absolutely you know and muscadines um are native to the united states and we have You know, some breeding programs that are really doing some interesting things to release new cultivars. And, um, you know, Dr. Margaret Worthington at the University of Arkansas is working on some of that work. Um, But there's also been some more work that's come out to show the health benefits of eating muscadines. Um, And so, you know, you can find muscadines in a lot of different parts of the state. Uh, They tend to be more concentrated in the central and southern part of the state because they are not as cold hardy, kind of like our blackberries. And so we do have some concerns But, you know, with this extreme cold event that there might have been some damage to muscadines, uh, and we're still kind of playing the wait-and-see game on that as well because muscadines are so much later to break blood. Um, We'll we'll know better here in a few more weeks. Um, But I I would encourage people to go uh, seek out some some local grape growers. We also have, you know, our um, uh, table and wine grape growers around Altus, um, Mm -hmm. and those types of plantings are a lot more cold-hardy, so we have much lower expectations.
0: Um, yeah, well, kudos to Dr. Worthington and also Dr. John Clark there at the research absolutely. station for their new uh, varieties or new cultivars that they're always. I just read recently about a brand new cultivar, I think that was released a new blackberry cultivar from Dr. Clark again. Uh I'm telling you, we mm-hmm. Arkansas is becoming known for its brand new blackberry cultivars.
2: Absolutely, yeah. So there's there's several that John, you know, he's a busy guy. He's always releasing cultivars. Uh, the latest one is Primark Horizon, which is a Primarking fruiting one, um, and we're excited to see what that one does. Um, last year's release was Ponca, which is a 4 King fruiting fruiting um, type, it has really amazing flavor, and growers are getting really excited about planting that one, particularly for these local markets where you know people are coming out and tasting the fruit, uh, and Ponca really has superior flavor. So. Um, yeah, keep an eye out for all of those. We're uh, excited to be here in Arkansas working on all these uh, uh, new developments in, in fruit production.
0: And just finally, if you can, I know you're not an economist per se, but uh, the importance and value, we talk a lot about our row crops, our animal agriculture, and, and the produce, the, the vegetables that are grown, uh, particularly like I've just recently done interviews down in southeast Arkansas with our uh, tomato growers. Uh, and we're Absolutely. anticipating that season coming on here in just a couple of months as well. But the importance economically and to these uh, producers uh, from UPIC operations, you tip, you Pick revenue, uh, people really love to get the families out. Mothers bring their children out to pick their own berries and peaches. Just how important is this industry to the state, Amanda?
2: Yeah, you know, I think um, our specialty crop industry where we're producing fruits and vegetables is sometimes, you know, we're or smaller scale than our row crop and some other industries. But, you know, these are crops that are very high value. And we're producing a lot of food, um, in, you know, across the state that's going directly into the local um, you know, local communities where, like you say, families are coming out and able to, you know, pick for themselves their own peaches or blackberries or apples, et cetera. Um, and so I, I think, you know, this industry is one that's continuing to grow because of people's interest in being able to buy their produce locally and know their grower and know where their food was grown. Um, and I think it's exciting because of, you know, not only a lot of these new products that we're releasing have really great flavor, um, but like I mentioned with muscadines, you know we're starting to learn more and more about the importance of some of these specialty crop products for human health. Um, and so it's it's an industry that I'm excited to work in, and I hopefully we're able to grow it more uh, in the coming years.
0: Certainly. Well, we appreciate your expertise and your uh, involvement in the industry. Uh, for the state of Arkansas with the division of Agriculture and you know we're just a couple of weeks away now from Easter weekend so I think if we were to talk again in two and a half weeks hopefully we'd be beyond would be beyond that worrisome time frame yep. for that uh-huh. last spring freeze and so hopefully keep your fingers crossed as we have continued mild weather uh, and, and then these storms that are coming through we're gonna expecting some severe weather maybe tomorrow and uh, Hopefully, you know, I know hail can do damage, too, to these trees and fruit crops. So hopefully we won't have any stormy weather and uh, we can get off to a great start here in 2021.
2: Yes,
0: absolutely. All right. Well, Amanda, thank you for your time. I've been speaking with Amanda McWhirt. Uh, she is an assistant professor of horticulture for the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. On this edition of Arkansas AgCast. Next, Keith Sutton gets one more update
1: on how things have gone with Arkansas Farm Bureau's key issues at the state legislature. From Farm Bureau State Affairs Director, Jeff Pitchford.
3: Welcome to AgCast. I'm Keith Sutton with Arkansas Farm Bureau. Uh, My guest today is Jeff Pitchford, Director of Public Affairs and Government Relations here at Farm Bureau. Uh, We're back once again, Jeff, to uh, talk about what's happening down at the state capitol, and... Every day we get closer and closer to the time when uh, all our legislators will be headed back to their homes and getting away from there. So what's happening now and what happened last week that we need to know about?
4: Well, um, a lot of things have, have been happening. Uh, we're getting toward the toward the, the usual end of the session, but uh, there may be a twist coming to what's happening. Oh. So we've we've got a lot to cover here real quickly. Uh, from last week, I'll tell you, and, and I know we've been talking about it almost every week about uh, establishing a state meat inspection program. Well, finally, that bill has has passed the House uh, to concur in some of the amendments that the Senate put on that bill, and, and that's heading to the governor to be signed. And so we, we appreciate everyone that's talked to their legislators uh, throughout the state and all the partnerships that we've established with that i know a lot of organizations are involved in that not just farm bureau but uh we appreciate that and so that bill is done Uh, and also a a a different bill that uh, deals with uh, some revenue sources that will come in that bill has passed that's been tied to the funding for meat inspection now again we don't have the hay in the barn on that and we're still going to be needing folks to uh to help us because it's going to come down to the end when they are doing the budget and whether we get full funding the 750,000 that we need for that program. We don't want to take a penny less. We want to uh get that program fully funded so that it can start uh from the very beginning, but uh we appreciate that when and that's gone through. Other things we've talked about uh plant board bill, uh the levy package bills that we had that's gone through Uh, the the creation of a scholarship for forestry students uh, to help in our forestry industry that's gone through so several things happened last week and um, and that uh, has been on our list and that we've talked about before so we got that done Uh, keith i've got some new things to talk about this week great and so we'll let's let's talk about some some tax bills and uh, it okay. is up. It is up in the air whether the legislature is going to be able to do some some tax bills with the uh, Recovery Plan Act that the federal government uh, recently passed and has been signed. The state of Arkansas will be getting some federal dollars uh, between K through twelve and the state about two point nine billion, and that is with a B
3: wow. a billion
4: that's coming. Some of the um, caveats that have come with that bill is the uh, some of the language that talks about the state not being able to do any kind of tax cuts or anything and using that money to supplement. So it is up in the air whether they'll be able to do any kind of tax relief bills, but it doesn't mean that we st- still don't have some out there just in case. And And so some of the bills that we've had on our list uh, a beginning farmer tax credit bill for one that bill has been filed and and uh, p- quite possibly could be heard this week uh, they do have a short week uh, since it's spring break across the state of arkansas in our schools the legislature is going to do that too they are made up of parents and grandparents and so they're only right. meeting on today monday and and tuesday of this week and they're, they'll be off wednesday and thursday uh as well so um, We're not sure if it'll be heard this week, but we do have a uh, Farm Bureau is pushing a beginning farmer tax credit bill uh, that's been filed. Uh, there's also a water conservation tax credit bill that would uh, make some changes to that already existing program, but add a little bit more in in the the credit line there. So those are two bills that are out there that we'll be, we'll be pushing. And late last week, there was two bills filed. One would take the sales tax off of parts when you're repairing your agriculture equipment. And another bill was filed that, was be the, uh, that would do both parts and labor. And so that bill has been filed. So um, a lot of tax bills that uh, we'll see if, what we can do with them. Uh, again, a lot of things up in the air on whether those can be pushed or not, but we certainly will. Um, we'll do our best to see what we can do and get those in position so that if there isn't some ability and there is some room, we want to try to see if we can push some of those and provide some tax relief to the Arkansas farmer and rancher. Last on the list, Keith, is a a house resolution has been filed to extend the session from right now, April the 9th was the, the date. It would extend the session to April the 30th. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, it'll go a little Uh bit longer. But it also says that instead of adjourning, they would go into recess. This is the session that, since the census was done last year, this is the session that happens every 10 years where they need to uh, do the redistricting of our congressional uh, congressional districts and also the state house and, and senate districts as well. Well, that data is being delayed by the federal government not on purpose but they just claim that they can't get that until much later this year with that and the the relief money coming from from washington they are saying that they're going to go into recess on april the 30th but not actually technically adjourn uh, until they can do the 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 census so in essence they might just be on recess for most of this year um, and come back in the fall and and take up the take up the data uh, for um, redistricting, that's a big twist. Uh, they've never done anything like that. They do have the authority in the Constitution to do that. So, um, quite quite a quite a change, quite a, quite a uh, difference that uh, <laughs> we've not seen seen before. So, but the actual work of this session, uh, they're saying they they need until April the 30th to get everything done. So there goes my trip to the Bahamas uh had plan keith uh, uh we'll still be we're going to still be hanging around the capitol at least through the through the end of uh through the end of april well
3: if you do get to go to the bahamas we can still do your podcast <laughs> you'll, yeah
4: keith you'll follow me around won't you buddy
3: You bet, you i'll help you out every way i can
4: oh that's right well, that's right we
3: always appreciate uh the updates jeff and uh it's interesting what's going on, some unprecedented happenings, and uh, now everybody knows, so uh, hopefully we'll be uh, doing some more reports to let them know what's happening in the future.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. That's all for this week's Arkansas Adcast. We'll be back next Thursday with more news and views on Arkansas agriculture.